Welcome back. And then what happens in the Serial Fiction Podcast. Remember us? Hey, I'm, I'm Kathleen Wisniewski. I'm Chris Robinson. Uh, so what's up, gang? Uh, last week we asked, we begged, really, <laughs> yeah. for uh, submissions. And someone answered the call. Who, who is that someone? Uh, a hero in many ways. <laughs> but uh, someone who expressed interest in a previous week and then followed through. His name is Hernan Guarderas. He's a Seattle-based journalist, writer, and editor. And he was actually an intern for Marvel a couple years back. That's right. And uh, you can follow him at hguarderas93 at, uh, uh, on the old Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you could go to his website uh, through that. He's available for work for higher writing and freelance comic editing, and he also has an upcoming science fiction story with Rosa Colon in the Manana anthology, um, and that's going to be up on Kickstarter later this month, so keep an eye out for that. Man, it was such fun to see what backstory he, he included, uh, what advancing of the plot we didn't expect, uh, this is really what we were hoping for, someone to surprise us and um, throw in a, a plot twist or conclusion that, that we couldn't have seen coming. So hopefully there are more of you who want to do that for next time. And for all of you who are just listeners or t- tuning in for the first time because you're a, a friend of Hernan's or maybe you just found us, here's what you need to know. Uh, what happened last time? McGrady is our main character, older guy with a shitty past. We met him at a whiskey bar in Orlando, Florida, um, where his ex, Donatella Veracruz, was asking after a safe. He's got it hidden away. Her cousins, the crooked Veracruz brothers, want it back. Uh, They're bad guys. They want the safe, but McGrady will not give it to them. He wants what's inside first, but he doesn't have the key, and Donatella can't get it. So she says, um, he leaves and calls his old friend Nomar on the phone. Tells Nomar, get ready for the big one. Uh, They agree to meet up later that night at Nomar's uh, quote-unquote garage, which turns out to be a weird building, where McGrady gets knocked out by some gas or something we didn't really say, so that's something for you guys to pick up on if you want. He wakes up to see a drop-dead beautiful woman, Eugenia Ghost, who says she's been hired by Daytona Veracruz to kill him. Uh, basically, then follows up with the Terminator, come with me if you want to live. Uh, McGrady doesn't know what else to do, and she's gorgeous, so they get into McGrady's Cobra, but he says he's not leaving without Nomar. Where's Nomar? I talked to him on the phone. I, I know he's somewhere. Eugenia lowers the shoulder of her jumpsuit. Things seem exciting for a little bit. Then it turns out they're weird because under the shoulder of her jumpsuit is Nomar, a shrunken face that can talk grafted to her skin. What? <laughs> she she had herself spliced with Nomar to learn enough about his good friend McGrady to kill him. Uh, there's no time to explain more. <laughs> They've got to get out of there. Uh, he can, McGrady, if he's angry, should take out his anger on Daytona and Eugenia Ghost knows where to find him. That's right, man. Uh, so here we are. Um, you know, Hernan picks it up after that, and then after that, it's up to you. So, you know, go to our website, and then whathappens.com. There's the um, submission form. Type it all up, click accept, uh, submit. We get it, we read it, we pick the best one, and then uh, Rich Wisniewski will read it just like you're about to hear in a few moments. 
so yeah, you're listening and you have until Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. this Friday, July 10th, to submit your next chapter. Um, listen to our earlier episodes if you want to know the rules, but there sort of aren't any. Keep it PG-13-ish, make sure it's cool, and don't contradict the canon. Alright, man. Yeah. Let's find out and then what happens. As much as the hum of the Cobra's engine comforted McGrady, there was something about the waves lapping against the shore that soothed his disposition even more. He thought of Buster and Donatella knelt beside small buckets, building sandcastles that dissolved back into the ocean by the time they left. That's how he liked to think of them, a picturesque family one might see framed in a massive department store. That was all gone. Now McGrady's only treasured possession was a safe he was keen on cracking open, exposing its innards to the world and exercising the demons that had possessed Orlando for decades. Why didn't you kill me? McGrady looked up at Eugenia Ghost, who was driving. You had your shot. Why didn't you take it? Ghost said nothing. Her eyes were fixed on the road ahead. McGrady knew that stare. It was the same one he woke up to the morning before he planned his trip back to Orlando. The one he had before he stole that damned safe. It was the look of a person ready to lose it all. Surely whatever Daytona was going to pay you for my death was enticing enough. McGrady attempted to get Ghost to talk. She wouldn't budge, which he found strange considering how chatty she'd been right before she fired up the engine. Then, McGrady heard the muffled voice of his old friend Nomar. Nomar protested under the ghost's clothing until her frustration boiled over and she let him talk. Geez, some fresh air does the mind wonders. Nomar's little face had sweat beaded on the brow. Take it easy on Ghost. Sure, she's a killer, but who of us in this game aren't? McGrady relaxed his shoulders. What the hell happened to you, Nomar? You ain't been around, boss. You don't know what the Veracruzes have been up to since you left. Nomar squinted his eyes. You think you're the only one whose life was destroyed by the Veracruz's malignant touch? I know, but I never thought... McGrady lost himself in his own guilt. Old man, what did you think would happen? Did you think there'd be no repercussions for stealing that damned safe? That they wouldn't immediately send out thugs for information? Hurt those closest to you? Daytona wants you dead, but he's never been the most tactful of Veracruz's, Nomar said. There's a way we all win. You, Donatella, me, even Ghost. What are you planning, Nomar? McGrady gripped the silver revolver, thumb again on the hammer. A deal with a new devil. One that could drop Daytona and his whole family with a little help, Nomar said. McGrady eyed his friend who was etched into Ghost's shoulder. What kind of help? Just hand over the safe, boss, Nomar raised his eyebrows. We just let it be someone else's problem. What purpose does that serve? We'd just be letting another devil loose in the city. McGrady couldn't believe what he was hearing. People out here would still have a boot to their throat. Yeah, boss, but we'd finally be free, Nomar sighed. You could cut all ties, take Donatella and escape, start a new life, a new family. A new family? McGrady couldn't bear to think about bringing a new child into this world. The smile on Buster's face bloomed into his mind. That sweet buck-toothed boy that loved him despite all the grime and gore that lurked underneath his fatherly exterior. Those three years with Donatella and Buster had been like a light illuminating all the possibilities of his life. A way forward. He was their hope. 
Told you he wouldn't be game, Ghost finally uttered. He's not about revenge. He's about making things right, McGrady-eyed Ghost. Look who decided to find their voice. Is this where you're taking me, to this exit strategy? No. We are still headed to Daytona, Ghost gripped the steering wheel. Nomar just wanted to give you the option. There is no freedom for people like us. What's in it for you, Eugenia? McGrady studied her expression closely. Why help me? Did you not hear your friend here? The Veracruzes have dirt on everyone. Ghost looked at McGrady with a smirk. I need something. Something that is locked up in that safe you stole. All that's in the safe are forged tax records and unclaimed revenue of all the restaurants and clubs in Orlando. Maybe some family documents, McGrady said with a little confidence. The safe holds more than shady finances. There are lists in there that could topple city councilmen, mayors, senators, and many more. Ghost's voice was plain. Evidence on a spiraling conspiracy with the Veracruzes at the very center. It is very much an object of power, one that I have a vested interest in, one that grants me my freedom. Boss, you hold all the cards with that thing. Just give it away and pack it up. Nomar pleaded with his old friend before Ghost shut him back up by covering her shoulder. McGrady listened for the waves that crashed against the shore in the darkness, thought about the warmth of his former family. The cold steel in his hand told him all he needed to know. He would take the fight to his enemies. The coastline faded in the side-view mirror, and high-rise buildings cut through low-hanging clouds in front of the cobra. Taurus never knew what lurked behind the scenes of the nightlife, but McGrady and company knew what was behind the curtain. Go slow down and park the cobra in front of La Santa Ochum, a Latin nightclub with neon lights casting a strange glow on the street and bachata music blaring from inside. If I had known this was that kind of date, I would have brought my dancing shoes. McGrady stared up the steps of La Santa Ochum. We aren't going through the front doors. Follow me. Ghost exited the cobra and walked around the building to a service entrance. McGrady followed through the winding halls that led to a kitchen steaming with savory aromas of arroz con pollo, ropa vieja, and yuca. It had been a long time since McGrady came face to face with Daytona. God, he hated him. And now he could feel how close he was to finishing this last big job. Ghost walked through a doorway and McGrady hesitated. There was something off in the air, something McGrady hadn't anticipated. He took a step back, and before he knew it, he felt a gun pressed against his back.